Hey guys, shut up in there. Jesus, titty fucking Christ, you think you're kidnapped. Hey there, uh, welcome to another G&A podcast. I'm your host, Zyberblood. Um, the boys are a little tied up right now. So, I'm stepping up, doing the do, taking care of business, and I, I feel great. You know, usually I'm a little humdrum, but you know what, I feel a little great about this. I'm on my own, trying to do a good thing for the cast and the crew. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into this, shall we? I'm going to start by saying what I'm drinking. Yes, there was a big pause there. I am going to tell you what I'm drinking. I am drinking a Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. This IPA is kind of a staple for uh, Cecil and I. Simply put... It it's a it's a easy easy drinker. As for blue, I think his staple is still Blue Moon. I don't know if he's into the '60s all that much, but we are. It's great. It's nice. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It has a very grapefruity, hoppy taste. Uh, it it hits with that grapefruit, but you also definitely get that uh hop, almost grass like taste in there. Uh, from the start to the finish, but the finish is kind of citrusy. I know we talked about it on the show before, but me personally, that's how I perceive the 60. But hey, each their their own taste buds, right? I mean, I know Cecil probably feels different about it, but hey, that's that's pretty much what it is. What I'm drinking, uh, yeah, I got home. About an hour ago, it is 7 o'clock. I am drinking in the morning. This is my breakfast, so it is what it is. Yeah, I guess now on to City Games, where we talk about what we're playing, what we feel about the State of Games today. We could pontificate. That's the word Cecil likes to throw around when he's talking about this. Uh, For myself, I have... uh, Jump back into Final Fantasy XV. Uh, back when it came out, I destroyed, absolutely destroyed myself playing this game because I followed all the shit coming out about the game and spoiled it. Spoiled every last bit of the adventure. So now, a couple years later, a little DLC later, I'm jumping back into it. Uh, I just got done with the part on Titan and right around the area where they're, they're talking about Shiva 
but I'm not that far into the game right now. Playing it sparsely. But one game, other than Final Fantasy XV, that I also took the liberty to hold off on was Doom 2016. I am in my second trip to hell, and I'm loving it. I am loving the hacking, the slashing, and the shooting. Let alone, like, just watching things explode when you hit it with a BFG or... You do those snipe shots to the head, and the head just goes... <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. But also the chainsaw. The chainsaw is freaking off the hook. I love that effect. Like, you just run up, and you just whiz right through it, through, like, one of the demons, and you either cut their hands off then their body, like they're blocking or something, or you just go up right through the, the like stomach or something and cut them in half. It's brilliant. The effects are freaking brilliant. Yeah. So final fantasy 15 doom 2016. I am also hopping back and forth on black desert online. Uh, thank you, Co. I I'm enjoying it, but I want some human interaction. I want to like have a guild where like we meet up and we do like a mission or a boss battle or something. Uh, it's getting rather lonely. Like when I was playing uh, uh, Elder Scrolls TSU, Tamriel, whatever the online Elder Scrolls, uh, it got lonely quick because, well, no one wanted to play. Uh, the few times that I did have someone to play, it was great. It was fun. But the second I don't have a crew to run around with, it gets boring. And there are things that I can't do without having a crew. Same thing with freaking World of Warcraft. It got boring after a certain point because I needed people. And I'm not the type of person in a game to say, hey, let's play together to a complete stranger. Oh, hey, you need help. Uh, I'm going to join you. I'm not that kind of person. I like playing with people that are already my friends. So there's like that connection, that understanding of how I play versus going into something as a stranger and then be like, oh, I don't like the way you play. Goodbye. And then be back to where I was. Other than that, I've been playing Black Desert Mobile as well. Again, thank you, Ko. And again, thank you, Ko, for uh, Path of Exiles, which Path of Exiles, uh, if I can talk without tripping on my tongue, Path of Exiles is getting a second game slash expansion or something of that effect, I believe. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. I, I want more to Path of Exiles, personally. I wonder, like, what is deeply seated in it. I don't know. I haven't really seen much information. I'm just speculating and going off of like shit in my head from what I've already played a Path of Exiles. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll get into like some of the articles next week. And I believe Co shared quite a few articles on Path of Exiles, if not Cecil. But the last thing that I've been playing is Paladins. Yeah, I've been really digging Paladins again lately. I don't know. There, there's just a lot of characters, a lot more skins, 
and it feels like certain skins change how characters are in the game. I don't know if that's true, but that's what it feels to me. But I enjoy it. It was fun. I still stayed in like high ranking after almost like four months, five months of not playing. I don't remember. Uh, maybe Coke can refresh me the last we were playing. I Actually, I think it was more than that. I think we started playing just before the Extra Life event, and uh, it died off shortly after Extra Life. But yeah, there's that. That's my state of games. That's pretty much all I have on games. Now here's Daymok with our tech report. Welcome to Tech Talk with Daymok. And this wonderful tech talk, we're going to discuss the awesome PlayStation 5 launch. If you really, really watched it, then you would know it's fucking hideous. Who the fuck is going to buy a PlayStation 5 now? That thing looks like goddamn Evo from Wally. At least the Xbox I can throw in the corner and it looks just fine. It's simple, elegant, don't care. That PlayStation 5, oh, oh man, just, it's so awful looking. I'm sorry, I really am. Anybody who likes it, get fucked, man. It is just, ugh. I, I literally puked in my mouth when I saw its reveal. However, I am pretty excited for the controller. The controller does look pretty well. But let's actually get into the nitty and gritty of things. PlayStation 5, here it is. It's going to launch with some really great games. I'm very much looking forward to it. Horizon Forbidden West. You have the new Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Demon Souls. I've never played any of those games because I'm not a console gamer exactly, but I'm sure some of you have and it's going to be amazing because those games are highly sought after from my understanding of things. Uh, I think everything is going to be fantastic. The games that they re they announced and showed and previewed look phenomenal. The controller looks amazing. They finally got with, you know, current fucking technology and realized their controllers are the worst goddamn things in the world. I personally cannot stand the PlayStation controllers. Now, maybe my hands won't hurt in weird places they're not supposed to hurt from holding the controllers. But, let's move on. What else did they miss? Or, what else did they give us? Nothing. PlayStation, Sony, nothing. You got three major games. And they are good games. And you got the promise of a whole bunch of first party games coming to it. But you got nothing else. Ooh. The aesthetics. Okay. Where's backwards compatibility? Oh, not mentioned. What services are going to be included? Oh, none were mentioned. Huh. So what is the PlayStation 5 really going to do? Well, honestly, I think it's going to play fantastic single-player games, specifically first-party games from Sony, as they have well-established franchises. But I'm really curious of what direction they are taking. Now, if we go over to the Xbox Series X launch, or the new Sexbox, right, it's going to launch with massive expansion to its game pass right so windows 10 and xbox players playing the same game you can move back and forth it's gonna have mostly seamless crossplay between the consoles 
if you can call them that anymore, and the PC. So everything's going to be real well cross-played. The big feature that they have rolled out and they're really going to incorporate is the new xCloud service. Right, that allows Windows 10 users and Xbox users because now you get included as one lump category, right? Windows 10 Xbox users will be able to use xCloud to play their games anywhere, like on a smartphone or a tablet. Very, very similar to Stadia and GeForce Now. And that is something that I'm excited for personally. But PlayStation, where's your... Where's your cloud service? Where's your crossplay? Because aren't you the last people to incorporate any type of crossplay? Even though you were supposed to be incorporating crossplay? Now, the downside to everything, if we actually take a look at it, is the Xbox is really only going to launch with one major title, and that would be Halo Infinite. And while the Halo series is fantastic, and I have just started playing it because of the uh, Master Chief Collection that released on Steam, it's really fun. It's really interesting. Uh, I think it's great, but PlayStation just hands down is going to crush the launch across the board. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The big thing that Xbox has going game-wise is the new backwards compatibility on what they said, quote, thousands of Xbox One titles all the way down to Xbox original titles will be backwards compatible on the new Sexbox, right? So, yeah, it's really hard. PlayStation looked awful, and now you're just, ah, it's, I don't know what to tell you guys. I know this is going to be the PlayStation fanboys and the Xbox fanboys, but honestly, let's take a real look into where the game industry is actually heading. Are we still going to have this big console war? Are we still going to have the PlayStation and, Xbox and Microsoft fanboy? Are we going to go back and forth? I mean, deep dive it a little bit. I'm going to scratch the surface of it because, you know, I only really do scratching the surface of things. But overall, looking at Microsoft, they're building out the ecosystem. It's a very well thought out ecosystem. It has been everything that Microsoft, not just the Microsoft Xbox, but the Microsoft as a whole has been really fleshing out in the entire tech industry. Right, including the cloud services, including streaming and the Game Pass, doing everything they can. Its ecosystem is rivaled by none at this point in time, as far as gaming goes. Right, <laughs> you buy a new Xbox, hell, you buy a current Xbox, and it's already massive compared to anybody else. Uh, okay, so fantastic. That's a a positive score in my category because I play games like I use everything else. Well, if I were to play console, I'd use it like every other thing I have. I want all of the options and the abilities. So, the ecosystem is a massive advantage over Sony for the most part, right? But we really do have to keep in mind and stay balanced here because Sony owns some of the greatest franchises ever produced, right? There are way too many for me to go and sit on a list 
but we could do it if you really wanted to during another uh, tech talk. But Sony has a massive, massive expansion of its first-party titles. You know, we're talking about, oh, look, it's Horizon Forbidden West and Ratchet and Clank and Demon Souls and all of that. But what about Uncharted? For me, I'm super interested in Uncharted. It's a, like it's like Tomb Raider, but actually enjoyable and not fucking stupid Laura Croft. Sorry, I, I just don't like Laura Croft. So, Microsoft has a whole bunch of fantastic ecosystem uh, extras and everything, and Sony really has the first-party titles. Now, that being said, we haven't heard a whole lot about what Microsoft is going to be producing when it comes out with its first-party titles. If you haven't been tracking over the last five years or so, I mean, it's been longer than that. What, it's 2013, 2014 these consoles came out? So about, let's just say, last five years, uh, Microsoft has been very busy buying up developers. They have purchased several developers. Now, not all the developers they have purchased have produced anything good, but it will become first-party games to help out with everything going on. Now, there is a whole lot of talk about the console war. Is the console war alive and well? Who's winning the console war? Is the console war going to continue? The answer is, well, duh, Nintendo wins. All the time. Every time. Uh, but aside from that, no, the console war's dead. For the, I mean, let's look at it for the most part. Microsoft has gone a completely different direction. Sony has said, hey, roger that, and dipped out and went the entire opposite direction. And there's no reason not to. Let's actually, this time for real, take a look at the exact last five years. Right? Five years ago, there was about 1.5 billion gamers. 1.5. In the last five years, we have a over a billion more gamers, right? But let's just put that at 2.5 billion gamers. That is more gamers than people go out to watch movies. It has trumped the movie industry significantly. And this has been discussed on the GNA podcast several times, that the video game industry is disgustingly large and it is what it is. With 2.5 billion gamers worldwide, that is absolutely ridiculous. There is so much wealth to go around between Sony and Microsoft that there is no reason for them to compete any longer. You're looking at the first PlayStation come out, of course. Massive fucking market share between Microsoft and Sony. They had to fight it out, right? The PlayStation 2 and the Xbox, it, they had to fight. The PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4, they've had to fight. It's been ridiculous. They have to fight for that market share because it's a significant deal because the a limited amount of gamers out there across the world. Now you're looking at a 2.5 billion person industry. Billion person industry, not billion dollar industry. It's stupid billions of dollars already 
for money wise, right? 2.5 billion individual fucking gamers. They no longer have to compete. It's done. That, that's all that really actually matters anymore. So Microsoft has used its Microsoft route and it has scooped up everything that it has and decided, hey, we're going full integrated entertainment ecosystem and we're done with it. Much like PlayStation tried to do with the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. I believe the PlayStation 3 was more of that after talking to Cecil uh, about that quite a bit. That the PlayStation 3 tried to be the more entertainment center type deal. That's all gone. Sony is focusing on what it does best. First party, really gripping games. And they're mostly single player. Which is fantastic because I was tired of the single players dead, multiplayer only. And God, all of you should have been tired of it as well. Yes, multiplayer is fun, but let's get the games back that you can sit down and just hammer out and enjoy. But anyway, Sony has gone to making all of its first party games. And I'm sure they are going to really work their asses off to make them top tier. Where Microsoft has decided that... It's going to go full entertainment package and just loop everything together, right? Yeah, I mean, just a complete thing. Now, I briefly mentioned Nintendo, but, you know, I really don't think that I have to mention Nintendo all that much. It has the hottest and fastest selling console on the market, the Nintendo Switch. It is destroying the market numbers. It has taken its, what, I believe it's at 55.7 million Switches sold. And that's breaking Sony's PlayStation 4 sales, which the PlayStation 4 was the hottest selling console on the market. But this is Nintendo, ladies and gentlemen. You don't really battle with Nintendo all that well to begin with. I mean, I'm just honestly going to leave the Switch alone. I completely and truly believe that it's hard to be an adult in this day and age. Even if you're an adult who lives under a rock and doesn't have any children, you probably know about the Nintendo Switch. You probably know about, hell, Animal Crossing. Even though you don't know what it's about or what it is, you know Huh, I've heard of Animal Crossing and I've heard about the Nintendo Switch because you can't really not know a Nintendo product. And Nintendo is doing what it does best. It's brand loyalty and it's captured the kid market and it has captured the adult, I want to say adult market, but we're not talking like 18 plus bloody gory games. We're talking about the people who just, hey, you know what? I could get a Switch and I could play Animal Crossing and it will be an amazing time. I'm going to leave it alone, though, because we could go into a whole in-depth conversation about Nintendo and how they actually control the video game market, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, we'll go from there. I hope that everybody's had fun. I'm sorry that you puked in your mouth the same time I puked in my mouth on the PlayStation 5 launch. Um, I really just I don't know what they were thinking. I, I, I hope that I can get a solid black version of that ugly console so I can tuck it away in the back somewhere and not worry about it. The Xbox, hey, you know, I want to play all these wonderful PlayStation games, but I, I've got to figure out a way to hide that stupid thing in the Xbox. You can just tuck it in the back on the side of your entertainment center. It will blend in real nice, and you can go from there without having any issue. 
really excited for that aspect of it. I'm leaning heavily on purchasing a console uh, during this console generation. I will not be purchasing on the initial release of anything because why would I do something stupid like that when I have a perfectly functioning PC that I play games on, which is where I prefer to play my games on. But I am leaning towards buying a new console and... Uh, I'm leaning more towards Microsoft than I am Sony. Not for the aesthetics, like I've said, even though uh, yeah, it really bothers me. The functionality ecosystem of Microsoft is my personal choice, but I really see a lot of people following up with PlayStation and going down the hardcore first-person shooters with, like, really... Sorry, first-person shooters. First-party first titles. You can tell that I've been drinking. So, yeah. Anyways, that's all that I have for the moment. Hopefully you all learned absolutely nothing that you didn't already know. And I have just wasted all of your time. <laughs> and Zyber, back to you, my good friend. Thank you, Daymok. But now I'm going to have to get into a little bit of a touchy topic. Um, it's a bit of a grind my gears kind of thing. It involves, uh, uh, what's his freaking real name again? Uh, Hart, Hartley, uh, Sawyer, I think it is. Uh, the guy that plays Elongated Man on The Flash. He was recently terminated for posts that he had in the past that were sexist, misogynistic, um, very dark, tongue-in-cheek, satirical, attention-grabbing kind of shit. But, yeah, I... I, I it... Ah, uh, man. It was, it's frustrating. So I'm stammering and shit, but it's absolutely frustrating to me that he gets fired over this. Over something in the past, in comparison to, since he's been on the show, his character. Like, not his character on the show, but his personal character the charity stuff that he does um the reach out stuff that he does especially the animal stuff man the dude loves his animals and yeah i i appreciate that i really do i mean sure you said some pretty fucked up stuff to get attention but i don't think it's any means to fire someone over something that happened in the past and from what I gather, he never showed any kind of those sentiments on the show, on the set, to anyone. But the dude still gets fired. <sighs> I guess that's just the snowflake world we're getting into. It's sad that a man can get fired over posts from the past. That's really, really tragic. But hey, you know, I'm a little upset on another note within this because of the Flash Season 7. The elongated man uh, in Season 6 gets handed, like, you know, the key to the city. You know, hey, Barry Allen just hands over, or the Flash hands over his mantle to elongated man. So it's like, you know, that's like first two episodes or something like that. And now this pops up. In the news. 
how that like transition's gonna work. I have no idea. And with the way that season six ended, yeah, this is gonna be tricky. Will there even be a season seven? How are they gonna spin this? Because I was actually really digging how the season was running in season six. Flash, you know, loses some shit. There's the whole crisis thing, the collapse of it. Like, this is what you're stuck with. (laughs) There's no more universe. Oh, hashtag spoiler. Or no more extended universe. Everything's all in one. Freaking craziness. And now, like, there's a possibility that there might not be a season seven or there's going to be one freaky, freaky workaround. Yeah, it's just weird. I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for fans that were really looking forward to, like, seeing his evolution on the show and, like, the possibility of maybe even an Elongated Man spinoff or some crap like that. I don't know. Hey, just shit that pops in my head. Uh, But, yeah, that sucks, dude. Really does. feel bad for the man. But my main topic tonight... Let's get into that, shall we? My main topic tonight is, well, something that uh, Cecil turned me on to a number of years ago, back in 2014-ish. And it was a little bit of a, a, a tease from a certain company on a certain platform. I'm being coy, purposely. It's annoying, right? It's really, really fucking annoying. Ah, fuck it. I just get right into it. Um, PT. We all know PT, right? Right? Yeah. We know PT. We talked about it numerous times on the show. But yeah, there there's something special about PT. And it involves some remakes. But first, for those that don't know PT, here's a little bit of history. It was released on August 12th, 2014 on the PlayStation Network. And, well, uh, yeah, it, it was done so by director Kojima. That's Hijio Kojima, if I'm saying his name correctly and i apologize i love kojima i love the stuff that he does i apologize if i bastardize your name sir but yeah he he released this little demo called pt it was a work up to i believe it was a new silent hill game that was going to be made this is shortly after working on the metal gear 5 the phantom pain which caused some Bad blood between uh, Kojima and uh, Konami Games. But yeah, Kojima released this demo under a non-existent video game studio called 7780s Studio. A completely fictional studio, but this demo quickly found a cult following before it was ultimately removed from the PS network uh, and ultimately canceled by uh, Konami Games in April of 2015. 
for a short while, the game was still available after it was canceled if you already had it. And yeah, that didn't last long. Me, I played through it, uh, deleted it, and at a certain point, I wanted to jump back into it to show someone, but I couldn't. couldn't download it. It was absolutely 100% removed. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to be a, a teaser for Silent Hill. This demo was freaking brilliant. It was just the right amount of suspenseful and... I guess to some scary. Uh, but yeah, it was removed. And in its wake, in its cult following, a couple of fans, I found three attempts. There's probably more. I'm sure of it. But my main one is the VR attempt slash success that's currently out there. But I'm not going to take light or diminish the two other attempts that I found. Uh, the first attempt that I found with the earliest date um, was a remake called Corridors. And it was recreated using the Unreal Engine 4 by creator Smog Chips. Uh, who plans on adding uh, some updates with more levels in the future from what I read, but I'm not entirely sure. I have to actually look into that if it's still available because I remember finding some information on one of the fan-made actually incurred a lawsuit, and it was a full-on cease-desist, stop what you're fucking doing or we're going to throw you through the ringer kind of thing. Um, and unfortunately, I, I'm not sure if that was the one made by Smog Chips or some other one, but yeah, Smog Chips was the earliest one that I found, uh, called Corridors and the videos for it, they were decent. They were, they were a little rough, but they were decent. Um, the next one, the second remake that I came across was from a redditor named uh uh Lunis Pixel or Linus Pixel I'm sorry if I bastardized your name but yeah he managed to extract animations map uh texture files from the original PT and was attempting to stitch them together and a new engine, according to the source, uh, Mike Wilson from Bloody Disgusting back in 2018. Uh, yeah, that that was pretty cool. It it wasn't perfect, but it was still freaking cool. I I really dug the video that they had of it. Um, I'm not sure if we could add links, but yeah, just look up. Uh, uh, bloody disgusting uh, articles and probably do like a forward slash uh, uh, PT. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, you could probably find it by that. Um, but yeah. 
PT VR, man. When I came across this, it was by uh, an article put out. Sorry. When I first came out. Bleh, fuck. If I can fucking talk, you know, I don't think I should be drinking and doing this uh, so early in the morning. Jesus Christ. But when I first came across uh, PTVR, it was from an article submitted to our Discord by VR Scout. Uh, and the article is done by correspondent uh, Kyle uh, Melnick. Uh, in the article, it talks about how PT and Silent Hill got canceled, that whole bad blood thing between Kojima and Konami. It was a really, really good article. Um, but most of all, uh, it, it's about PT and how more than four years later, people are still attempting to recreate it. That's how much of a cult following there is on it. And this dude did an amazing job. A fan uh, named uh, Radius Gordello, if I'm saying it right, Radius Gordello, he put PT in uh, the Unreal Engine while utilizing VR. So this is PT in VR. This is like you immersed in freaking PT. Not just looking at a, a flat screen, but like goggles on your face going through. Uh, and if you're using noise canceling headphones with the goggles, you're immersing yourself in it. So I, I believe it's 20 times, if not more, suspenseful because you're getting more immersion. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, this dude, uh, Gordello, did this. And he did this uh, pretty soundly with one other person. Uh, and the person's name was T TM Craig 8 He was the game tester or the build tester. Um, when Gordello got done with the build, he'd send it to this dude. He'd play through it, say, hey, there's a bug here. And he did all of this on spare time, both of them. So for something this freaking nice to come out by one person, I mean, it brings me back to like, uh, um, uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name right now. Totally blanking on the game. Um, uh, shit, I can't think of it. Why can I not think of it? Uh, Dark Blade, I believe it's called. The uh, Senyo thing. Um, but yeah, that game, it was pretty much one dude doing all the like heavy lifting on it. And it was freaking brilliant. This, you know, just a dude programming and a dude testing the shit that's been programmed was great. And one other thing that I thought was really, really, really cool that this guy did was he added stuff into the menu. He added uh, a manual. He added a strategy guide. So that to me says there might be more to it. Not just that first, like, bit of... Uh, 
walkthrough that you have in the demo where you walk through, walk through, walk through. If you miss a puzzle, you keep walking through. It's just a loop until you figure out what you do in that loop. But yeah, it's great. It's suspenseful as fuck. I love it. I hope all of you get a chance to check it out in VR. I really do. It's great. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's what makes America great. Nah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like... <sighs> PT, dude. I I don't know what to say. Personally, I want to see more of it. And personally, more games like it. I truly hope that there will be a point in time where we will get a full um, Silent Hill... But Silent Hill, at this point, is dead in the water. Uh, Konami and Kojima, the last I knew, weren't even on talking terms. So, yeah. There's that. (laughs) I I know probably Konami can say, hey, you know what? We're going to resurrect this, reboot it without Kojima, but it's not going to be Silent Hill. You need Kojima to make Silent Hill. Or to be on the team making Silent Hill, I should say. It's rough. It is absolutely rough because they were fantastic games. Um, another game that I would like to see come out of this like whole PT craze. I know it's a pipe dream and different studio and all that, but uh, Fatal Frame, a Fatal Frame VR. Like, some fan, if I had the know-how, I would jump on it. I would absolutely jump on it. I would even, like, say, rip the assets from the Wii U version of uh, Fatal Frame and put it into VR. Utilizing, like, say, um, items that you actually have. Like, you go through your bag and pull out a camera and actually hold it up like you would a camera with the um, motion controllers for VR. I think it would be pretty badass. But yeah, that that's a, a me dream. <sighs> There's so much, though, with VR. That's shovel. Yes, and I do mean shovelware. But I dream. I dream for, like, good stuff. And this PT was good good stuff and i want more stuff like that you know it is it's stuff like this from fans that keep me hopeful because for a while i wasn't really liking a lot of stuff that was coming out and then i found the indie scene and it's these companies that have one to like five people working for them making these awesome (laughs) low budget as I go games and then like polishing them later with patch after patch, but they're really cool games. I don't know. I really, really don't know, but Hey, I mean, it is what it is. I hope this dude doesn't get sued and it it gets torn down before anyone could ever really get into it. Um, yeah, but if you get a chance, just Go right to YouTube, type in PTVR, give that shit a search, give it a watch, and you'll see, like, 
the brilliance of this game. If you've played the original PT on the PS4, and you know what we're talking about here, give it a look. I think you'd be impressed. I mean, the, the um, I, I guess, uh, art in the game, it's, it, it looks good. It's crisp, it's smooth, it's very crunchy and palatable. It looks quite professional, like AAA studio quality. And that's what gets me. Like, this one person in his spare time did all that. I mean, I'm starting to go in a circle, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, Radius Gordello did an amazing job here. And thank you. Um, I personally have it ready to go. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to it this week, next week, but yeah, it's a free download, so check it out. It's well worth it. Uh, you can find it on PC uh, and uh, standalone VR uh, markets. Like uh, I believe Windows had it. I, I'm not entirely sure. I could be talking out of my ass, but I, I, I'm pretty sure they have it there now uh, in their marketplace. Um, but yeah, even on online, just like, again, search, uh, PTVR, I'm pretty sure you can find it. Um, yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something here right now and just say, look, it, it's sad, the state of things at this point in time. I know that. A lot of things are disconcerting and scary. And I know there's a lot of angst and anger being directed in many, many different directions. And I just want to say, make sure you take care of yourself. You know, do something that you enjoy. Do something that can just take you away from all this garbage out there because self-care is something that we need to really look into especially now when things are so up in the air so do things that you enjoy like playing a video game reading a book listen to a podcast um drawing a picture anything that you enjoy that's self-care that's taking care of you and I, I do. I wish you all the best out there. Because without you guys, you know, we're up in there. <laughs> Simply put, you know. And I, I have to give a big, big huge thanks to my crewmates. Cecil Xavier and Senor Blue Shark 45. He is such a fucking liar. He's not blue. He's not 45. And God damn it, he's not even a fucking shark. But yeah, I love those dudes, man. They are my brothers. They are my compatriots. They are the reason I enjoy doing this show. Let alone our guests that we have and our community. I love our community. Yeah, we we get heated conversations, but hey, we're family. This community, we stick together because we do. We're like magnets, you know? Ah, man. Thank you, guys. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for being there, being people that we can talk to. I love you guys. Thank you. Cecil, 
Blue. Love you guys. Dama Co. Thank you for being part of my life. Love you guys. Uh, I I think that's enough of the the love here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna get into something else right now. Um, I've been on hiatus for uh the better part of the year since probably just after January. Had some issues come up, trying to take care of them, but I lost my way on doing my streams. Uh, yeah, this hiatus has lasted way too long, and when I tried to get back into it, kind of had rough, rough, rough getting back into it because of some other issues with my PC, which Cecil, Damoc, and I are working on a new rig for me. I have some parts. They're going to help me find some parts, and I'll have a better gaming rig, which means I'll be able to do streams again, but... Uh, this weekend, I will be working on uh, a project. Um, it's going to involve miniatures. The one thing uh, that I was getting into were, was uh, my Let's Paint series. And I'm going to get back into it. So with that, I'm going to start with a Can I Paint It Better? And the Can I Paint It Better is uh, Bihar. I have a Wizard of the Coast uh, pre-painted Bahar, and I just got a unpainted Bahar that I will be custom painting. I will be going off uh, the diagram from the manual. I will be going off of uh, artwork that I find online of the Bahar, and see what I come out with. And uh, for those that follow me on Instagram, that's at Zyberblood on Instagram or Zyberblood on Instagram, either way you want to look at it. I will be posting the photos there. I'm not sure if I'm going to stream it. I'm going to post something on Twitter as well. So, yeah, there's that. When you get this, please stop by my Instagram or my Twitter. That's at Zyberblood on Twitter or at Zybergames. Um, and check it out. Let me know what you think. I will deeply appreciate you coming by to check it out. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. It's it's craziness. I, I, I'm a little scared about... Uh, Getting back into streaming, though, you know, things have changed. Things have drastically changed from some knuckleheads. I don't know if it's going to feel the same, but hey, let's find out, right? So, yeah, without further ado, I am going to say farewell to you all. And I'm going to get my ass to bed because I am starting to feel this. Um... I don't know if I'm going to let these guys out soon or do it after I wake up or ever. I guess you'll find out in the next episode, right? If it's me again, I might have fucked up. Seriously, I, I might have fucked up. <laughs> They're being pretty quiet back there, so I definitely think I might have fucked up. Yeah. You need air to breathe, right? Pretty sure you need air to breathe. Shit.
Hmm. All right. Anywho, if you want to check me out, you can find me uh, palling around on the GNA Discord, the GNA Facebook, and the GNA Twitter, as well as my own Twitter, Facebook, and my Instagram. Also, like I said, I hope to get back into streaming soon, which you can find me on Mixer and uh, Twitch at Zyberblood. Well, Zyberblood, that's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-L-O-D. That's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D. Um, yeah, if you search something for Zyberblood because you want to play a game or something, uh, yeah, feel free to. I mean, my Steam is Zyberblood. I try to keep everything the same. There's uh, two places that I couldn't hold Zyberblood because some eight-year-old punk stole my name, which sucks. I've had this name for almost as long as I've been alive. <laughs> Minus 13 years. Yeah, I made this name when I was 13. That was back in 93. So I had this name before this kid was a nut stain in his mama's drawers. Simple as that. Anywho, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Keep it real. I'll hopefully see you next episode. But yes, good night and thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. GNA, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Stitcher, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. If we aren't someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. Join us every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Time on cast.gg for Anime Night, hosted by Blue Shark 45 And join us every second Saturday of the month for Horror Movie Night, hosted by Zyberblood. July's movies are still being decided, so please stay tuned. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. And please email us at gna podcast at gna in your dna dot one with all your questions comments or death threats we would love to hear from you and last but not least please be sure to check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com
a real hot one for us.